good, y'all? This is the You The Crazy One Podcast. I'm your host, Taji Aki. Ashante, Dane with me in the building today. What's up with y'all? How y'all been? Chilling. You ain't been here for a minute, Dane. What you been up to? Mm, working. Chilling. You know, doing what I do. All right, so let's just get right into it. Uh, (laughs) Wait, you never answer the question. I I, I answer every week. People know what I be doing. (laughs) People know what I be doing. (laughs) And people know what I be doing. It's the same thing. Dealing with car accidents. (laughs) 29 of them. Dealing with car accidents, working on stuff, you know. You should talk a little bit about your discovery recently, about your grammar, like what you were (laughs) discovering about how you speak. (laughs) <laughs> no, why would I bring that up? So they gonna be focused in on it. I'd rather get away with it. They don't know. They they think I'm eloquent, so let them just think I'm eloquent. <laughs> I was talking about how I listened to uh, I listened back to the podcast. I was like, why well, I say all that? Why I say all ignorant? <laughs> like I can't talk. Ignorant? What from like an old one? No, it's just like the way I talk. Like people think that I'm like speak proper, but I don't. Like you really listen to how I talk. Oh. I don't speak proper at all. I really don't see she it. She was like, you do, though. I was like, no, I don't, Shantae. Like, he made me listen, and just now you were like, "How you? Be- people know what I be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so made no, me I can, but, but, it's, but I have to think to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if I'm really trying to get a thought across, I really want people to understand it will come out more proper. Like that just now. I feel like everybody, isn't that a form of it's really light proper, code really switching? properly. Actually, cold, so even that's not proper. Kind of like we know when to turn it up and turn it off everybody when we're comfortable. Do nah, you don't think so? Everybody, can't I don't think everybody speech. can. Do nah. that. You, you have to be educated or around people to speak proper English to even know how to do it. That's not necessarily true. You because talk white around when you at work. Oh, I'm, she definitely do, <laughs> but she kind of proper anyway. I was telling her she actually more, way more proper than me and you are. Yeah, what? Well. But I'm thinking like Barbados. I have family members that live in what's considered the country where their accent is thick, thick, thick. And they'll, like, taper it to speak yeah. to us. And they're not around, like, highly yeah, educated you, speaking I don't, people. They're probably not doing it, like, they probably don't sound like... We probably would notice, like, what the hell you High doing? educated, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we would definitely know, like, what's going on here? Right, yeah. <laughs> And even if they try, like, like, people who grew up in a hood and only around, like, hood people and stuff, they can't really. They can try, but it's not gonna come off right. So you think you have to be exposed? Yeah. To like you corporate America yeah, or yeah. certain. Like you're not gonna pick it up just from like watching TV and stuff. You're not gonna be able to pick up how to actually speak proper English from watching TV and stuff. So how? Come and grammar contributes to it too. Like some of it is even just learning grammar on top of it. Mm. But you went to private schools. That's what I'm saying. I was saying like, why didn't I pick up like like I can do it, but it's like I said, I have to think about it. And if I'm talking to like white people or like higher educated people, whatever the case may be, it still is not going to come out completely proper. Like, I'm still going to have some fl- some broken English in there. You think it's probably because you haven't had to? Like, if you worked in the corporate world, I'm sure you would I do did. it more often. I, d- I still didn't do it. Like, I you did didn't? it more than me talking on this podcast, but I still didn't completely do it. Like you could you could pull it off. Like you pull it off without going completely proper. Like you gotta be. Yeah, you can definitely because that's what I did. Because like you hear people talk to white people. Like you hear ever hear James talk to his. He he completely coached. It's like yo. (laughs) (laughs) Like me and James, I'm like yo. What's wrong with you? I can't stand that man. Yo, I can't. You can't do a hundred percent. You can you can talk to them just. Don't you slang. Right, right. right. You know what I'm saying? You can leave the ING off of words. You could. You'd be like, yo, like, what the fuck? What are you doing? 
What was that? <laughs> what, <are you> doing? <laughs> what was that movie that had Lakeith Stanfield? I gotta hear in him it. do that now. But go ahead. What was the name of that movie with Lakeith Stanfield? And they kind of highlighted that. Sorry to bother you or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't finish watching it. But I, I don't I really remember. I just remember the code switching part because a guy was talking real hood <laughs> and reckless, and then he answered the phone. It was like, "Hello, good evening." <laughs> like with what's the name or Snowfall, how he be cursing people out. Oh, I I I, I shouldn't have did that. Who? Uh, when Franklin. Oh, be Fra- oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. motherfucker, bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk to you like that. I shouldn't talk to you like that. Um, then you be dying. Uh, you code switch, but it's like. It's more how you say stuff than than it's like your your energy than the actual pronunciation. Because you speak proper English for the most part regular, but your energy is different. Like you have more of like a hood energy. But when you on, <laughs> but when you talking to people on the phone or even someone like your wife friends, I told you it's like a subconscious switch that you go over to. Oh, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, but it's, I don't think it's code switching necessarily because. I grew up around people like right, that. Right, so that's right, like my right. teachers and everybody like growing up in those areas. So it, it is a code switch, but it's not like it's not like you're trying to impress nobody. It's just no. it's just your natural way. And honestly, yeah. I think some of why I like do you it got, too you got, is you got your blackish way, which, which, <laughs> which is still not like hood, but it's like the black swag type thing. Black light. Then you got the whitish way, and then you got the beige, <laughs> and then you got the beige, beige way. They, they, they enunciate <laughs> stuff like the way they, the inflection on words and stuff is a little bit different. Then you got the beige way. And all of them are like, you slip in between them. I can't stand the whitest way when you talk That's about me, that. It makes me cringe. But all of that, <laughs> that all of that way, is a, the white way make me <laughs> But all of that is a when part white of people me. are talking that way, I don't because it just it feels yeah, natural. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can tell when somebody doing it so crazy. You be like, <laughs> I don't do it that crazy. No, no, no. You don't do that. It's, I know well, here's what I'm saying. Like, it's natural for you, though. Yeah, and I was going to say, I, when I still think makes of me it, cringe, all those things, <laughs> but all those things make up who I am and my experiences. So it's all a part of me. It's just, yeah, I guess I'm not gonna unleash certain parts of me around certain people because right. I don't think they can handle it. Like my coworkers couldn't handle it if we're in a meet. Like I tried, I did but, it before where I was like, "Girl, you better stop." Yeah, but but <laughs> so, so when you were around, <laughs> they don't know when you were around um, Tara, right? Mm-hmm. And Tara is one of my best friends. Hey girl, she's hey. White. And the other friend, uh, Amanda. And Amanda. Hey girl, you hey. don't. I don't think you do the whitish way when you're around both of them. But if it's just Probably carrying, they at the home black way always yeah. trumps. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Maybe because they're at home. Amanda is black. You saying she don't do it? Amanda's black. Tara's white. When she around both of them, she don't do the she white. She go way. haywire. Yeah, she don't do the white. <laughs> way. But if it's just Tara, she'll do the white way. Oh my god! It's not even the white way. I just tone it down a little bit. I just tone it down a little the bit. White way. Because you know, you know another thing too though is, and this is why I stopped doing that 100 percent at work. Then they get stuck on certain things, and then it becomes about certain things you say. Gee. Like, I was in a meeting once, and I was a little heated, and I was like, yeah, I'm not on that. Like, period. And then it's, oh, my God, period. What is that? <laughs> so, so that's a perfect me? example. She, she was like, I'm not on that, period. Now, it was proper, but it's a black type of right, right, swag. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you pronounce yeah. the words, but it's more of like a black, yeah, uh, but they get, uh, what you call it, sass. Yeah, but they get stuck on that. Like, I did a little fake rap the other day, and the white, oh, my God, I had no idea that that's what, oh, my <laughs> oh, Wait a minute. Wow. I had no idea he was black. (laughs) (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? It's irritating when I'm trying to say something and my message isn't getting across because you're focusing on how I said it or what I said. So that's why I think I'm just like, okay, 
I'm not about that at all. Wait, how, how do white people act? Oh my goodness! What the- so, so wow. when she talking to her white friends, that's how you talk. That is not how I talk. That is not how I talk. I feel like it's just like, like if you go to the gym and you just get a little lean. Like I just tone it up a little bit, tighten it a little bit. That's all. I, I wish I could remember. It's like certain ways you pronounce stuff. Just like oh god. But it's not the pronunciation. It's not the pronunciation. It's the it's the enunciation sort of like how you say like the. Like you'll do that kind of like it's, it's not necessarily that, but you know how like white people sometimes they'll talk or, or people are in that culture they'll talk with like everybody t- like question yeah type of inflection like you'll do that kind of stuff. You know I what think saying? every group of people has like a rhythm in which they talk to. Like you kind of flow in a rhythm. When I'm around my family in Barbados, I don't speak like a Bajan, but I kind of get that right, 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 rhythm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I guess I, mean, I can see that. Okay, you mean you want to tone it down and make it rhythm? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have that. What a white way. Rhythm. You want to talk? talk? I just removed the rhythm. rhythm. I removed the yeah. rhythm when I'm talking All to right. the white. We're not trying to. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, so this past week, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks got eliminated from the playoffs. They went four to one. What did they only win one game? Yeah, they only won. All right, so they only won one game, and Giannis Antetokounmpo there. Star player who you know is an MVP candidate, won MVP before, won a championship before, arguably the best player in the league. He uh, was asked in a post game interview after they got eliminated on their home floor in Milwaukee by one man on an eight. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler pretty much killed him by himself. Uh, they were the eighth seed, so Milwaukee was the number one seed in this is the NBA playoffs. Uh, the Heat were the eighth seed, which is the worst team to make it into the playoffs. And they eliminated Milwaukee on their home floor. Now, to be fair, Giannis didn't play the first two games. They yeah, lost both hurt. of those games. But he came he broke back. His ass. Yeah, they lost both of those games. But he was back. He, no, he played for like a quarter of the first game. They lost yeah, that. He got hurt in the first quarter of the first game. Yeah, so he missed two more, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they might have. Did he win they one? They won one. They won one, they won lost one. The first game he didn't play, which was game two. Um, and then they lost the rest of them. Yeah, so so he came back for the last two and they still lost. All right, so it's not like he they lost necessarily because he was hurt. Like he played two of the games in which they lost. Uh, they, again on his home floor, on his home court. Yeah, thirty eight and like fifteen that game too. They lost. And they lost the last one. So so he wasn't necessarily a bum, but nah. But Jimmy Butler, the star player of the Heat, who is not like a best player in the league, but he turns it up in the playoffs. He pretty much was a one-man assassin and just went off on him and <laughs> doing crazy stuff. Game winners, like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> that shit was and unbelievable. Be- yeah, basically. <laughs> and Giannis is a is like a big, overpowering guy. Jimmy Butler is a guard, all right? Just to put this in perspective, 6'7"-ish, uh, powerful dude, but he he's a guard. Like, Giannis can, like, run people over and just dominate that way. Jimmy Butler, to, for somebody like him who's not like a top player in the league, to just do that, seem like sh- something shouldn't be happening. So they got eliminated. And somebody asked John Sanders DeCoupo in a press conference, uh, did you fail or something like that? You mm-hmm. can, I forgot we asked the question, but it had something to do with you being a failure. Do you feel this season was a failure? Right. Was the question. So, well, we'll play the, this is the, how the interview went. We'll play the interview right now for you. Uh, I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. Uh... Okay, because I'm not that up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year? 
on your job. No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide a house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't know, I don't want to. I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure? That's what you're telling me? No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful, some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other, other people is going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we, we were able to win one. Hopefully we can win another one. You know, I, sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year, and I, last year I wasn't in the, in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back, but I remember it. All right, so that was Giannis, Giannis addressing what the reporter asked, and a lot of people felt like it was a TED Talkish type of response. He basically said, that, um, it was an actually good response, though. It, it made me think response. for a hot second. Yeah. So, you know, he, Giannis is basically saying that it's not a failure if you because he didn't win the championship. Just because, he, yeah, just because you don't win, the, just because you don't win at all doesn't mean you're a failure. He's saying that there's levels to success because at the end of the day, only one person can win this. Right. So then, would you consider yeah, only one team is winning? Yeah. yeah. See, but the thing is, he kind of flipped it because. Yeah, it was a failure. You didn't. You were the number one seed against a number eight seed. You were so at least supposed to make the conference finals. Right, right. So it's perspective. By so no, it's all perspective. Yeah. Like, by definition, that's why I say he flipped it. By definition, that is what a failure is. Like if you don't achieve a certain goal, that's what a failure is. It's the opposite right. of succeeding at something. And but it's for we him. put a negative connotation on it. But. It's for him, though, too. It's like it's all in. So, like, he asked, if that was me, he was asking the heat. So, he asked the uh, reporter, is it a failure at your job because you don't get a promotion every year? I would have been like, yeah, for me. Like, it's all, it all depends on the person. So, so they talked about it in, a, in a post game. I mean, they talked about it on TNT show with Shaq, Barkley, and Kenny Smith. And Barkley, who never won a championship, was basically saying that. Bottom line, like nobody gonna call me a failure. Like I never won a championship, but right. ain't nobody gonna call me a failure because from where I come from, and my got my mom now got a nice house. Yeah, it's like, all see stuff, they right? they yeah. flipping it right. because you are a failure in the into the NBA. But that's, a, a that's failure in life though. is two totally different things, and I think people are trying to mix them up. But even in the NBA, when I think of it, and maybe I get told very often that I'm not a real sports fan. So I guess y'all could check me on this if I'm wrong. Like my team was the Titans in football. If my team made it to the playoffs 
even if we lost in the first round of the playoffs, to me, that it's how could success, you call that right? a failure? Yeah, we made it, it above. A good, that's a good point. Subject. Like if you're in the if you're in the NBA, that means that you're the highest. Like you're at the top of this profession. You're the best basketball player or one of the best basketball players. How could you even say that somebody is a failure who has accomplished right. the top? And that's what he's trying to say. But no, you're you're not a life failure, but you didn't make the chip. A life you failure. still failed a in this. You still fell in your... That's a good your, point. That's a life. You're yeah. not a life yeah. failure. Yeah, of course. You're you not a life failure. Nobody can call Charles Barkley a life failure. You came out the hood. You made it to the NBA. You rich. Millionaire. Nobody's saying Charles Barkley, your life is a failure. But if they say Charles Barkley, did you make it to the championship? Would you think that was a failure? Yes, I never won. So Shaq was like, you know, I'm different. You know, I came into the league expected to win all the time. You know, I won the championship. Uh, Next year I lost it. That was a failure to me. Next year I won it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he's, so he basically saying. Did he say it like that? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said, just like him. I thought we were sitting with Charles himself. So he basically was saying that he's expected to win every single year, and that's the expectation he put on himself. So any year he falls short, he failed because he right. fell short of what he considers success. Kobe and Mike would say the same thing, but I just think that was a way for Giannis to. It was a smart way to get the reporter to shut the hell up. Basically, you could tell it triggered him, and I think that's also because, by definition, <clears throat> failure is expected in life. We're all gonna fail. If I say right. I'm supposed to get someplace at this time and I don't, I failed, right? <laughs> like, but I think we put such wait, a wait, negative wait. kind right, of so. Let me say this though you failed to get there, but did you fail? So, the other, I failed the at other, time the other element, the other element of what he's saying is failures can be so called failures or. See, because you're using the same word to say you're not doing it, so that's hard to say. But not reaching your pinnacle can be a learning, can be a learning opportunity. So like, that's true. So like, let's look at the recent boxing match with Javante Davis and uh, Ryan Garcia. Mm-hmm. Ryan Garcia probably stepped up too high to try to fight Javante Davis. He wasn't ready for that, right? Javante Davis beat him. Not many boxers in their careers without a loss in their record. What makes a fighter great, say a Muhammad Ali, who had four or five losses, four or five, I can't remember, by the time his career was over because he lost when he was old and stuff. But he avenged most of his losses. Used them as a learning opportunity, got better because of the loss. So by kind of what Giannis is saying too is that losing doesn't necessarily mean you fail because it can make you better. Which is also yes. true. But I, I honestly feel like because failed and failure have such neg- negative connotations behind them, we can't detach our emotions, our feelings, and stuff like that from the words. You failed. Point blank, period. Are you a failure? No, you're not. You're not a failure, but you failed at this one thing, and that's okay. Well, I think failure the guy still a- means yeah, but I think that the you guy take asked steps. If he's a f- did, he, did he? See, I don't know. See, he didn't did say, he, he, he didn't say, are you a failure oh, in okay, life? All right, all right. He but said did, did he use the word? Did he use the word failure though? Yes, he said you didn't make it to the championship. Do you consider this a failure? Yeah, so he did say failure. I'm just making yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. I you about to pull it back up? I was gonna try to fact check and make sure that we got. that And that's right. when he got hurt because he used the word failure. And, he, and then you <laughs> see, see, now we down to like nitpicking about semantics. You know but what that's what I'm saying. That's why I said Giannis's response. Was a Samani response. Samani. <laughs> it was a Samani response. It was. It was. Because you so know question, I'm not talking about are you a failure in life? Like, why are you bringing my job into it? Right, right. Like, you trying to turn it into a failure in life. That's not what I'm talking about. I said the season. 
But he and he said, "Do you see this season as a failure?" Okay. So not about him or his ability, but that, the that is different though, because if you didn't meet your expectations and what you set out to do, it technically see, is see, a now, failure. Now, now, in his particular situation, I think you can consider. I Who, think Giannis? I think you can consider the season a failure. Yeah. They, they played all this you, time. Number one. He had you all said they were the number the, one seed. Yeah. He had everything that you would do to make it to the championship, and you didn't. You had the best record in the league. Top defense. You one of the top players. You're playing the eighth seed. All four of those things mean you automatically almost go to the championship, right? And then you don't get out of the first round. I'll say this. That's a failure. Like, I like his response, and what I don't like, though, is like, so, like I was listening to the radio this morning, and one of the hosts was, you know, defending him, saying that, you know, his response was the perfect response to that in the third. And oh my God, that's the so part here's I here's can. the problem though. They're saying so he got injured two of the games, but here's the problem: we picking and choosing now who we give this excuse to because Embiid been hurt every playoffs, but they considered him failing, right? Right. By and large, the same person would probably say that he failed. Right. So what Giannis did was turn everything topsy turvy. Now people on his like, I mean, it was the perfect response because he got people on his side. I now. think what Giannis did. Hold on. I think what Giannis did was he took it personally. Um, Reese's pieces in the comments on Instagram Live said someone in the comments said Jordan and Kobe nevertheless would have answered that way they would have seen it as a failure as well makes it sound like Giannis believes in participation trophies all right yeah so we're gonna get into that who said that Reese's hey girl so I would contest though I would argue that Jordan and Kobe early in their careers or maybe more so Jordan Kobe's nuts so he might not have ever said that Jordan early in his career might have said that when he was playing with those teams that might was say like, what that might have given fell. a Giannis type of response yeah because he's playing with bones. Yeah, when you remember those years when he was just like real frustrated with his team and stuff like that, mm. he might not have, might not have said it at that point in his career. But Giannis is further along and won a championship. Yeah, it's, and, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's all subjective. It's the mat- if you ask Giannis this in his first year, opposed to after you already won one, you six, seven, eight, nine years in the league, your response is going to be different almost every time, damn near, right? But uh, I'm looking at because sometimes. We do need to look at semantics, right? <laughs> and he asked, would you consider this season to be a failure? <laughs> I don't know. I think that I really think that because we're not taught that failure is a normal part of life, because we from a young age in school, you get your paper back. It got that big ass F in red on it, like humiliation, shame, <laughs> negativity. I'm serious. <laughs> like all those things are added to make true, it though. feel like it's something very bad. I think it's hard for us to not take it personally. But the fact right, is, right, you're right, supposed right, right. to fail. But and and there's no, right. nothing about and failure. Wait, saying, but nothing about failure to me means that it's not a level to success. That, you saying you take it personally, but he's basically saying it's same thing you saying but i do think he took he took it personally he was trying he not to it. take it personally though. yeah he was trying not to yeah he flipped it the dude clearly says season so so and he turned it into life so you basically shante saying that the in your estimation the better response would have been like well yeah i failed but it's not a horrible thing that i failed exactly and like right. i'm okay with because yep. that's how i look at it my team loses 
Yeah, like, oh, that yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, we fell. But, we didn't make it to the championship. We all we, had a common goal, and yeah. we didn't do we it. We didn't make so, it, yes, but I look fell. at what we have accomplished, and then we'll apply certain steps, you know, go back to the drawing board so we could be better and accomplish what we set out to next now, year. I, right. I personally don't think it was some groundbreaking speech that he gave, like most of the media people say. We've that's heard this take before. It's not like, now, on that stage, maybe we haven't heard that much. But it was a decent we, response yeah. to failure in general. Right, in general. General failure in general. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think the was, NBA failure. Yeah, I don't think it's worthy of like moments of silence on post game shows and Wait, stuff like but that. But to me, it's like okay, if I get a test right and I get a fifty percent on the test, I failed. And you're like, how do you feel like you failed on the, in this class? And I failed the class. You feel like you failed in this class. How would you feel if I responded and I'm like, I can't say that I failed in this class because <laughs> I got here every day up until this point. Okay, I so, failed the so class. That's, that's where, where Reese. <laughs> Reese's on Instagram Live is going with the participation trophy thing. So if you if we apply it to life, right? And I think you make a good point talking about like you you brought up like what we taught as kids and all this kind of stuff. That's a good route to go with this when we think about what we believe failure to be, because I think I do think it's an important conversation. It's good that Jan has kind of put this in the spotlight on some levels. To make us think about yeah. what failure is and how to, that part uh, was good. That's yeah, what, that's what I and was that's saying. Why that was I a think good it is, response because yes. now he got people talking. Absolutely, and they totally forgot that he fell. <laughs> <laughs> but not just that. I think he said things that people. I think he said things that people need to hear. To the it's just is it doesn't necess- Do I think it necessarily applies for the question that he asked? Right. I don't necessarily think so. And I think the bigger thing is, why do we see failure as something that we have to shy away from, something so negative? Why do we take it as a means of feeling? Because what I got from it, especially you could tell that he got upset because he's like, I'm trying not to take it personal. Anytime you try not to, you got triggered in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, But why do we take it as something that's so defeating and disheartening? I think... Dame, you brought up a, a, a interesting, a, a very important distinction between life failure and failure at a particular thing. Right. Um, and I, I don't think people think about the semantics of it when they think about how he responded to that. They just they think clearly it, generally not. speaking, the word yeah. failure. Uh, and on that level, if we apply it to like life, and let's go back to what Shantae said about what we they teach, we teach our kids and stuff. So historically, yes, that's true. Like we. You get the big red F on you. <laughs> F literally stands for and failure. And it's in right? red. Like, that red <laughs> really did red. something. Yeah, like, for sta- real. Actually, don't stand for failure, but we translate it for F for failure. It's really, right. down, it's really just the last alphabet letter. Because you that. failed in the class if you get an F. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So And that's how we think. Like, I still have nightmares about, like, literally still, well, I haven't had in a few years, but <laughs> it used to be a nightmare <laughs> of mine not, not being prepared for an exam. Mm. This fear of failure, like, it really hits us hard. Right? Yes. A literal nightmare I had. I've been in college for 20 years. <laughs> so it's like right? I'm still having a nightmare. But and about it still not has being that effect at your big grown age. You're right. still t- being terrified about the thought <laughs> of it. Not prepared for it. Yeah. Exactly. Like so. that's how, that's how power, that's the type of impact. It has such an impact, the thought of failing based on how we were conditioned to view failing at a young age. And then you think of it like it almost felt like there was no room for redemption. So you get that big F, everything X'd out in red, and it's, it's over for you. you. 
you failed the yeah, test. And like, yeah. who, does the teacher sit down and like, you know what? This is a great foundation to, to go up yeah. from. So that's, you go that's home, you get in is. trouble. You get grounded. You yeah. get in trouble for it. You might get a spanking for it. Your parents aren't sitting down. You know what? Like, if you really struggle, well, they, cool. they might. But but historically, that has not been something that would take place. Forget parents in the school. It doesn't take place, right? No, no not at like, all. They slide you that F and say, get the yeah, fuck yeah. And so, you better so, not so let parents, it happen again. Parents yeah. may do it in a home, but they don't do it in the school. And get, again, going to where what Giannis said, that's where something like he's where he said can be applied in a useful right. way. In the school, yes, it can. Maybe you can teach the child because that can send a child down the wrong path. Like you yeah. don't know where that child might end up from getting an F, and maybe he has learning disabilities or whatever. Maybe have distractions at home, whatever yep. the case may be. He get an not F. a good test taker. Yeah, and sometimes it's made public in the classroom. You know what I'm saying? That Sometimes big F, you can see that through the paper. Even though the teacher tried to fold it up and pass it down, all, the big F shining from the back of the paper. And they'll shame kids sometimes by like making an example of them or whatever. Now, yeah. I, they might be careful about that these yeah. days, but it's now and then. Or they'll give. Sure you probably can't do that. I had professors in college, and I was in college in my early 30s, who would tell the statistics of the class before they handed out the test and be like, mm. we got this many A's, this many B's, and we had this many well, F's. So then what, everybody looking around, you trying to figure out who the hell got an F. College, but that still ain't that bad though. In college, they would no. literally post sometimes up outside the, the grades outside the yeah, class. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know that could be applied in a classroom where maybe the teacher can be more constructive and be, be more constructive in how they fail a student, for lack of a better way of putting it, and like maybe give them an explanation like on how this can be something that can catapult you. Mm-hmm. Like, use this as a learning disability. Just generally use that general idea. That, yeah, they can that, play that speech with a loudspeaker. Right, right, right. right, right. right. Maybe pay, put the F in cursive in a blue ink or something. Make it feel <laughs> a little more gentle. <laughs> so there's this fear of failure that's instilled in us from childhood, right? Uh, and I'm just speaking for our culture. I'm sure there's, um, vari- there's variations of it in other cultures. And I'm talking about our American culture, but I'm sure there's variations of it in every culture, right? This fear of failure. Even You could even zoom out of this and look at our religion and heaven and hell. Hell is something that is our idea of fail. You fail. You're you going fail to burn, in life. Burn in hell. Yeah. That's a life. <laughs> Eternal. Yeah. That's a life. With harsh consequences. Yeah. You fail to be a good person. You burn in hell forever. There's this fear of failure that's instilled, instilled in us that uh, can have traumatic effects on our psyche. And uh, I think that's something that you can apply what Yana says to as, as far as life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he gave a, a good life answer. Not so, a basketball answer. So there's another problem that can develop from that mindset, though, going back to what Reese said on Instagram Live, and that's the everybody gets a trophy thing. It's like we go from one extreme to another. The, now, the middle ground, I think we miss sometimes. Yes. Before we move on to that, that aspect of it, I think part of what makes failure so harsh is we attach our identity to certain things. So I think of like Ronda Rousey. She was undefeated, lost one fight in her entire career and could not handle it, was suicidal and whatnot. She made winning her identity. identity. So therefore, when she fails, it feels like I am the failure. Not that I failed at this thing or I lost this fight. It becomes I am the failure. And I feel like the consequences of failing also are things that make us fearful of it. So... If I fail to pay my bills, the consequence is I could be evicted. Right. So we don't want it. There's certain consequences that are harsh. You get a, you fail a but test, that, you're going to get that big F. That's something that's, harsh. That's more so when there is like a literal, actual consequence that you can touch and feel. 
for the Ronda Rousey example, that's where the fear factor comes into play of failure because she's used to winning, and this is the ultimate sport as far as losing and winning. Like, there's no worse feel of losing than losing in a fist fight. Where this person overpowers you, right? right. And beats you physically. There, there's no greater feeling of yeah. failure than that, right? So in that sport, you have to be mentally strong. Mm-hmm. So there's like, if you contrast Ronda Rousey with a Conor McGregor, right? Mm-hmm. Who, you know, he had lost early in his career, but once he became like a, a superstar MMA fighter, he was beating everybody. And um, when he lost, he lost his shit too. No, he didn't. Actually, he didn't. That, like, that's where but I didn't. Didn't he go crazy? He... No, he was always a little wild. Uh-huh. But, but the thing with Conor McGregor, that's why I was contra- drawing him as a contrast. People don't like him because he's like the arrogant dude or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, um, when he lost, he came and he lost bad and came back, lost again. Like, yeah, he lost time. like a few yeah, times. He, like, he went on a losing streak, but he's still out there. You still see his face. He's still doing commercials. Yeah. He's still living his life, right? Like he didn't disappear from the face of the earth like Ronda yeah. Rousey, you know what I'm saying? Did. But now she acting stuff now though. Yeah, she but, went away for a minute. Yeah, but she she had to she's take got a hiatus. A farm. Yeah, yeah she had to take a, a hiatus. Yeah, she's uh, completely. It didn't really knock him off his stride as far as like being a superstar person right. in his own mind, right? Yeah, because he didn't take it as a life. Uh, right, and and that's where like there's a difference between like. You know, you can say what you want about a Conor McGregor, but that I'll give him credit there. Like, he was mentally strong enough to say, this failure doesn't define who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think people outwardly see that part when they look at, like, in boxing, it happens often. Like, somebody could be on top of their game undefeated. As soon Why as they lose, when you lose that they be trash. Fight, like yeah, they Garcia, turn to trash. He going to be trash for the rest well, of his life. Well, we'll see. Like, we'll see. This is what will define him. Like, can you do be like Muhammad Ali and come back from it? And that can make you a greater fighter and greater champion than you may and have that's kind of what you know uh Giannis is saying because it can make you a better like you lost right right, right it right, could right. make you work harder for you to be the best right. now or it could destroy you see yeah. the problem with the basketball thing though is it's not like boxing in the sense that you got one out of 29 or whatever his teams in the league chance of winning the championship yeah like they you can't treat it like now that that's where I, I feel what he's saying like you can't treat it like you fail only one team wins this every year but every, there's, there's certain media people like, oh, like, you never got there. Like, what, they play so much on winning the championship. Mm-hmm. It's a team sport. It's not even like boxing or right. MMA and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's a whole lot of factors that govern whether you can get to You got to have good luck. All kinds of things. <laughs> not health. hurt. Yeah, all kinds like, of stuff. Referees. So we've yeah. seen how referee calls. You got good management. got to go your you way. You can't have Ben Simmons or your team. Like, all kinds <laughs> Now that <laughs> all kinds of stuff, factor all into kinds it. of stuff. Does that so like saying say like a Barkley or like an Irison or I don't know Clyde Drexler, whatever it is, where wasn't winners or champions or they don't deserve certain status as far as like the greats because they didn't win a championship. That's kind, that's always been problematic to me. That part is problematic because once they bring the championships in it, it's like with football too. Like once you start bringing championships in it, you almost like x out a whole bunch of people who were still good. Yep. Mm. Yep, he was still good, great even. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so yeah, going back to the everybody gets a trophy thing. So that's the other extreme. The the newer. That's why I said like traditionally it's, it's been a certain way, but the new newer age way of trying to do things with like Gen Z and millennials maybe started with. I'm not sure. Is everybody re- wins? Yeah. <laughs> now, which, I think that wins, was the could lose. Yeah, I think that came as a response to how do we prevent people from feeling 
how do we prevent our kids from taking failure and it making them depressed and being so right. hard about it? And I think participation trophies came about, which I've said it before. I am team participation what? trophy. But are you shitting? No. But this is okay. So here's what? the thing. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me explain. <laughs> it's myself. no explain. Yes, it is. So. <clears throat> So what I think where it misses is, yes, not everybody wins. You did not come in first, second, or third. You didn't place. However, when I look at the fact of if I'm on a soccer team, right? Mm. I'm in high school. I'm playing soccer. Okay. More than 50% of the school of my classmates are going home and sitting on the couch and watching Jerry Springer or what have you. What They're not with you, though? Because I'm the one that showed the fuck up for the team. I'm here and I'm running around. I showed up. You chose I'm doing to. You didn't, they didn't make you go to soccer. I knew something, but at least I did it, right? <laughs> so therefore, I'm doing better off than most of the people who go home and just sit on their couch. I showed up and not everybody could show up. That's a horrible example. Because nobody made so. you... They didn't make you go to soccer, Okay, Shantay. then let's not even say soccer. Well, whatever say that, sport... Say that whatever. I start... Say that I just... I have a fitness goal and I just start working out. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many people don't work out and just sit on their couch and do not a damn thing? But there's another thing where nobody's making you do it. Nobody's still, making you work out. I can't kind of see her point. Even I'm, if I'm somebody's not a fan, I'm not a fan of participation trophies, but... If you look as again perspective, like if you look at it from the standpoint of there's people, especially like in this modern world and this modern generation of younger people, they kind of a lot of them just don't want to do shit. Okay, so like, I so like if you that. if you get up off your ass, stop playing video games, whatever, you participate mm-hmm. in something that a lot of people, a lot your peers ain't doing. I guess you should get some reward for participating. Why? Nobody's I making think, you do wait. it. I think that Taji, one thing that annoys Taji the most about me, I think, is that I give myself a pat on the back for every damn thing. And I think that's a part of the partition. I go into the grocery store because I could have got DoorDash. I go and cook food because I could have ordered this, food. Though. I go outside that's and I run because I clean my house because so I know some flowers. You got to remember, man. All right. It's not part of I'm life. Trying to see. It's, it's, just so but I'm not trying, everybody does it. Listen. Not everybody does listen, it listen, and it's listen, hard listen. to do sometimes. Yes, I understand. You gotta that realize part. too, we're from a generation where we did for self, Generation X. Right? Mm-hmm. We kind of known for that. Like, we had to figure everything out. Okay. Like, their generation is, and you can give them credit for this. We might look at it skeptically. They are the ones who started to understand trauma and stuff. Right? We dealt with trauma. We didn't even realize, and that kind of hurt us sometimes too. Right? No, it is, it is, I'm listening. You, you get like your eyes start to cross. I mentioned trauma. Your eyes start to cross. I'm blinking. He's stuck on the practice. He's still. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, they I'm, they I'm, started I'm to recognize the need for addressing trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. The pat on the back thing kind of contributes toward giving yourself credit, like making yourself feel better. That type of thing, which especially black people from our generation, I don't think we did enough of. You know what I'm saying? Making ourselves feel better. Giving our pa- yourselves pats on the back for accomplishments that may even seem meager, but it's an accomplishment. Let's change that word if some because I feel like some people get stuck on the pat yourself on the back. How about give yourself credit where credit is due? Well, it's credit due. That's that's rough to say too. But just giving yourself credit for, like I said, accomplishments. Whether yeah. it's meager. So should or not, I get a right? pat on the back for taking care of my kids? That's something I'm supposed to do. You should. Yeah, but okay. okay I should so get a pat on the back. Because everybody wait. ain't doing it. Hold on. Let me read. No, no, no. Not pat on the back. Credit. We have some comments. I should get credit for that? 
We have some comments that I think could lend to this conversation. So Reese says, I can't with participation trophies. We just need to change the conversation around what failure really means. It's usually associated with not putting in the work. That's why it's shameful. And then she said, right, you pat yourself on the back, but you shouldn't expect anyone else to. Right. And I think that's right. important, too. Because, yeah, that's I don't true, expect everybody participation else. Participation trophies is somebody, somebody else. Somebody else saying, you did, you was here. Yeah, you, that's true. So I could, I guess you could right, say right, that right, that's... But but I'm still going to say. But I think it's still going to life into the kid. I'm still going to say on some levels that can work though because, again, because trauma has become something that is more recognizable and people understand it's something more something that's more necessary to address now. Kids are growing up, and we did a podcast on this. Well, all types of trauma they're dealing with, suicide rates are through the roof, all kinds of stuff, right? So I do think there's a place for teachers, gym instructors, whatever it is, to Tell children in that developmental stage, give them all a clap for something. I just think the problem with human beings is we don't know how to discern. We don't know how to do one thing but also do another. You can give everybody a pat on the back and clap for everybody, but also say these special these kids right here yeah. excelled at this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm -hmm. Everybody, you should all give yourselves a hand for participating for coming. Give somebody, yes. give everybody a, a whatever, whatever age you are. Give them a little candy, whatever it is for being there. But give these ones the trophy trophy for doing yeah. going the extra mile or whatever the case may be. And that's probably right? what if the, the healthier participation trophies is making them kill themselves. <laughs> I don't. I, and I think that I think what Taji brought up is a healthier way to do it. But I think that I can't be mad at how we tried to progress. Right. We participation trophies came mm. as a way of seeing that sometimes there's not that encouragement. People always don't right. always get that encouragement. And I found as somebody who dealt with severe mental illnesses, um, that encouragement is everything. Yeah. It literally could be if I f how it literally could dictate how good I'm feeling about myself that day. Mm. I don't expect it from the world, but I give it freely to myself. But that's understandable. But, but I'm, I'm strictly Talking about sports, like if a bunch of seeds is playing, everybody gets a trophy. Like that teaches someone who is the better seed. Like he, like I what, what am I see, doing? See, I don't think. Have I don't, you seen on, participation trophy? Yeah, I don't think there should be a trophy. That's the where the problem is. There should be a reward, not a trophy. Trophies should still. They've always been reserved for the ones who are at the top of the class. It should stay that way. Everybody should get a reward. Y'all haven't seen participation trophies. I've seen, I have, I've seen them. I have a lot of participation <laughs> trophies from my time on the soccer team. And they were tiny little things. The first, second, and third place, they got the big, cool trophies. Like, I really, like, even I got this little participation trophy, but it's flimsy. It broke. Like, the little <laughs> soccer on it falls off. Like, I think they still <laughs> So it's sad. <laughs> it's not sad. It's just you can't nobody in their right mind unless you're truly sick would look at your participation trophy and the first, second, and third place trophy and say that these are equivalent. It's clearly not. All right. so I mean, they are I doing kind of what I said with participation trophies. They're not really trophies. They just like, yeah, you, you did a little something. You showed up and you yeah. came and you kicked the ball a few times when we put you in the game. I think participation trophy now is used more like a metaphor. Yes. Way. I think so too. Um, give everybody equal credit for, for that. Yeah, to give everybody and for equal contributing, credit. especially in a team setting, because that's the thing too. Like you got them kids <laughs> that sit on the bench all day. 
Like, you got them kids that aren't any good that sat on the bench, but at least they showed up. I remember there was this little chunky boy on my soccer team. He was chunky. <laughs> he was. But you know what? He showed up, and he was never any good. And if <laughs> I was the coach, up. I would have said, you little chunky bastard. You know how you get in? You lose some fucking weight, and then you get your ass out. I'm it, not giving you a trophy. I'm going to motivate you in life. Get your chunky ass up. <laughs> go work out. By next season, you'll get in the game. <laughs> But, but why can't you say that? What's yeah. wrong? Well, you can't call. You can't call. Well, you can't say banter. But that's the good point. Is well taken. I, I, I would have sat with him at the end of the season. Right, Listen, right. Chunky. Yeah. Chunky. You gotta get yourself together. You gotta get yourself together. You want to play with the other skinny kids, don't you? Reese says, but there is a literal trophy. I have some in my house, and I don't display them. <laughs> Um, I never felt shame with my participation <laughs> trophies because, again, at least I showed the fuck up. And a lot right, so of these kids didn't. So let's talk about, like, again, going back to what Dan was saying about the life failure, right? And how this affects us. And, again, like, all of this stuff may factor into, it, like, participation trophies because you're trying to instill at an early age the idea that you're doing something. Keep doing it. But it has to be done the right way because yeah. participation trophies can go the wrong way. Yeah, that's like, true. It can make somebody, especially if you got the bigger trophies <laughs> and then you got the little ones, like, well, that can also make you sad. Exactly. We, we see, not just that, <laughs> we see Gen Z <laughs> with how they handle the workforce. Complacent. Like, like, they don't care about nothing. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. They like, at least I showed up. Yeah. I'm not going to put in any more energy because at they, least they I'm here. They don't put in two week notices, nothing. They just like, I'm, put, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I came, I saw, I conquered, and that's it. And they it. quit by text and all kinds of <laughs> So, that's actually funny I kind of respect funny. it <laughs> look there's perspective there's different yeah. ways of looking at stuff so maybe we need to learn from that like maybe we was too much slaves like these companies that the kids kiss our ass I don't know you shit that's how they look at it yeah like, like I did some work here I, I gave, did what I, I did I made you some money I made a little bit at the same time alright head right. on the back to me and now I'm done um, but life right so failure in life I think it's a good thing to apply or what we perceive as failure in life is a good way to apply what Giannis was talking about as well because we are taught early on success is the way that we generally look at success is having certain things. House, car, marriage, kids. Yeah. Right? Money. Money. Yeah. And every person's idea of success doesn't equate to that. But if everyone in society, the peer pressure thing, the group think way of looking at it is, yeah, you have to have these things by a certain age, whatever the case may be, it can affect you psychologically. Yeah. It can cause trauma. It can affect your dating life. It can affect your relationship with your family, like all kinds of things. Right? With yourself. And society is structured around this being an idea. So it's not even just a superficial thing. It's how society is structured, which may be on a superficial uh, idealism. You know what I'm saying? That success is having these things. It's a capitalistic, <laughs> this is a capitalistic country. And around the world, things are starting to be more capitalistic, more uh, worldwide. Right. So, uh you, it's almost like to a point where you can't even have the more conscious-based idea of success and even exist in this world anymore. You can't be a conscious person and do things altruistically and for do things, live for the world and the betterment of the people because oftentimes those things don't get you the house, don't get you the car, don't yeah. get you the wife or the husband that you wanted and the kids and all that kind of stuff. So failure, this is a more important topic than maybe we even given credit to because... A lot of us feel like we failed if we're by at a certain age and we don't have these things that society say you should have to be deemed a successful person. Now, let me ask y'all this. Would you guys say that you have succeeded or failed in life? I think I succeeded in life. 
because I'm doing what I set out to do for the altruistic reasons that I am setting out to do them for. So you're not looking at society's standards of what success is? No. I think I'm, I'm a successful human being. No. <laughs> successful at... See, again, semantics. Like, successful at life, I equate that successful human being. What do you mean? Like, as a person, I'm proud of the person I am. Like, I'm successful oh, okay, as a okay. human being, right? But when you talk about life, though, there's like, am I sufficiently taking care of, like, my family, whatever the case may be? Like, is my mom not struggling? Stuff like that. Mm. No, I'm not successful with that. But it's hard because it's like, I'm not successful with that because the world doesn't value what I value as success. So it's like, all these things are tied together. Mm. It's hard to, but that's why I said, like, the Giannis speech, quote unquote, is important because it can get us to put in perspective how we see success or a successful person to be or maybe put value on things that we haven't typically put value on on a surface level right you know what i mean now dame same question to you why not i would think that you would explain elaborate (laughs) i ain't a failure as a dad (laughs) okay but like you didn't set out do you didn't yeah i'm not doing what you set out to do right yeah so i would consider that a failure as a person family-wise or dad-wise no i'm not but no, see, you're not see, a failure, see, or no, you're not. That, a, no, I'm not that's a where it's problematic, okay. though, because other people will look and you say, "What? You ain't a failure." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They will think that's crazy to say, but I, I get why you would say it. Yeah. Same way, it's same, same way for person. me. It's like, yeah. yeah, I'm not. I don't think I've succeeded in many things I want to do. If I didn't succeed, then I failed, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> What's your trophy? <laughs> I think y'all already know what I'm going to say. I think I am the success story. (laughs) (laughs) The success story. No, but seriously, I think I I can't call myself a failure now for most of my life. Maybe two, three years ago, if you asked me that, I would have definitely said I was a failure in every aspect of life. Every single aspect. You know what's dope about that, though? It embodies everything we talk about in the sense that because you came from this struggling background dealing with trauma and everything, right? and depression and all that you were coming from a place where you set a bar that you had to get through this and if you got through that the world opens up to you so now you're at a different level you've you've succeeded in life because you got through that something you never you know you had thoughts of suicide all kinds of stuff you get through that put my business i mean we talked about (laughs) no i know i'm playing you get through that it's and it's something people need to hear you know yeah yeah people can relate to this you get through that you succeeded Right. right, and I now think, it's just like now where do I go from here? And you know everything else on top of it is just the car- the cherry on top of right. my participation trophies. <laughs> like, <laughs> for real. Like, and I think that goes to how we all define success. To me, success is when I wake up in the morning. Do I feel happy more days than not? Mm-hmm. Do I love myself? Like, mm-hmm. am I comfortable in my own skin and who I am? Therefore, the societal, what society considers um, success, I could give two shits about. Because when I was doing what society considered success, I was miserable. I was dealing with depression. I was unhappy. Not to say that that caused my depression, but just so the success doesn't equate to happiness. So you might be now that you've gotten to this new stratosphere of self awareness and self-respect and all those things you might be now one more one and more privileged in a weird way because there are those of us like you know what i do doing things in the arts <coughs> and stuff like that and trying to do wake people up that's not something that is generally valued in this world 
So when you talk about how you feel, I don't wake up every morning feeling like, oh, yeah, I did something great. I need my fans and supporters and stuff. When they, that's why every time somebody shouts me out or every time somebody tells me about how much they appreciate what I'm doing, it, it boosts me up, right? Mm -hmm. Because the world doesn't generally, yeah, the world don't generally do that. So for me, if you're basing it on like how you feel when you wake up in the morning, I don't feel that way. Because the world and the, and the industry I was in, the music industry kind of, and all that kind of stuff, like beat me down as far as that. You know what I mean? You feel, I feel defeated when it comes to that. You understand what I'm saying? But you don't feel like you succeeded because you held on to your morals. You didn't sell yourself out. Yeah, but that, 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 that kind of, it starts to get to a point where that pales in comparison to the feeling of defeat. Because you're not making the money. You're not getting the support that you did. A lot of people on my level don't get the support that they feel like they deserve considering what they are trying to contribute to the world. You even get that in, like, in people who are into the environment and like you know trying to change the world in a way that we can live in. They don't get the money they're supposed to be. Teachers, like all these fields that mean so much, get very little reward. That's very true. And I could definitely understand, especially if you're struggling to make a living or to provide for yourself and your family, I could definitely see how that would be looked at as a failure. But I feel like if I'm somebody who I'm talented and I said, I'm not going to have big booty bitches on my videos. I'm not going to be rapping about what everybody else raps about. And I didn't sell out when so many people do. I can't help but see that as a success. In fact, you, I'm only that bitch. if you make it. It's, only it's, if it's you hard. Make but it. even if I don't, yeah, but you're coming the fact from, that you didn't come, again, you coming sell from out. Back, yeah, it means something. But but at the same time, it's like look at all the success. Look at all the people who were successful at that throughout history. A lot of them wind up being depressed. Look at and we talk about like you know a lot of them are called crazy. Even look at John Brown. Look look at him. Like, like, totally, like, his cause was great. That's my book. But he was called crazy, wound up sacrificing his life, essentially. Yeah. Like, a lot of the geniuses in the history of time, like, were kind of, you know, a little off a little bit because of the, what the world does to them. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes that's why we need to narrow our scope of the world. I think sometimes what makes us feel even more defeated is, yeah, like, well, what's the impact I left on the world? I feel like you're already setting yourself up for failure if you're looking at changing the world. Change your world. Well, 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 well I, yeah, you're right about that. And, and I agree with that 100%. I don't technically, I don't personally look at it like that. I look at it like that I do feel good about. I, I feel like I've gotten enough response from people to know I've changed a lot of people's lives. Right? right. And you can only hope to do that and look at it like, you know, maybe that person whose life I changed they will change their children's lives and so forth. That kind of thing will get passed down. We can only do our part individually to do that, and I hope everybody is doing that. And that's what I'm trying to inspire by being an example. And in that way, I'm a success. But as time goes on, you get older, those standards have to change a little bit because now you're living for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to make people around me have easier lives and stuff, like the people close to me now. Like I've played my hand as far as all the stuff and trying to help the world and all of that, and I'm still trying to do it, but... Other priorities have to come into play as you get older. Like, I've sacrificed a lot. You know, having had kids and relationships, I've sacrificed and stuff because of this and everything. But now it's like, all right, now I have to live for something different. You know what I mean? And part of that is living for myself. So in living for myself, I want to, I want to be comfortable now. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. you spend so much energy trying to do the right thing, and it's like the world doesn't value that right thing. But I think you brought up something beautiful that I think should be the main focus when we have conversations about failure is, yes, maybe sometimes you may fail up until a certain point at something, but it really is about what you do with that. 
So you're you just said you're in a place where you're reprioritizing things so that it sounds like your priorities shifted. But uh, to me, it's necessary. But you still did it. You could continue still trying to do that thing that of which you you failed at and not get what it is that at this point of your life you want to succeed in. You well, could I, I continue say doing I failed that. The other stuff, though. I want to say I failed. I just stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> For real, like it, it, it felt defeating to keep doing it. But I don't say I failed. Okay. Because I put music out. Like that—that that was my first thing. Like to educate people through my music and you know wake people up and stuff through my music. I did the video, like I did those things. Right. Went to Africa on my own, you know, money that I raised and video by myself. That's a huge accomplishment. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So I, so I did. Especially I, so when I went, you're doing it yourself on I, your own dime. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say I failed. I got burnt out. Okay. And forced to reprioritize. Right. As you get older, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and you may come to that point too. Like you, you reach success that you felt you needed at the point that you needed it at. Right, mm -hmm. you felt like you weren't going to live past thirty, so you at thirty uh, five now, and so that's success for you. That may change when you turn forty, and so forth. I don't think it will, because I think I don't think there's anything quite like finding peace within yourself. I feel like that's what most of us, whether we realize what we're doing or not, that's what most that's of us strive thing. for. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, because my version of success in myself is not attached to society's claims of success or anything like that, I think that would be... Now, you know what? I kind of take that back. Because if I couldn't pay my bills next month, right, I probably would be here crying, feeling like a failure. Right. Yeah, so your, your success is still attached to society in a way because to you a have degree. to have a job yeah that's might be the biggest difference between me and you my version of success is not tied to having a job that it doesn't hinder on like a corporation that can let me go or whatever the case may be whenever they want mm. i'm it's all on my own independent endeavors which depends on the people of the world mm -hmm. um the people now it Again, it might be connected in a way because the people are kind of governed by the same entities that run these companies. Right. And their minds are being affected by those companies. So still, they, it kind of still hinges on what the, the powers that be determine to be success in the sense that people's minds are too affected by what these companies in the world and Western civilization and capitalism says success is. So they're not looking at the altruistic artists. Mm. as being that important so money does I mean the government has literally taken funding away from the arts and stuff yeah so the music that they're giving you is more more superficial materialistic and stuff like that so people's minds go that direction so right. so I don't know like it, it's all kind of connected now do you guys think that there's any failure that someone can't go back from like do you think that no. there's something I think that all failure can, can be going back from it can yeah, be yeah I think so too but you but some scene, some are obviously days. more hopeless, feel more hopeless than others. Like I think some failures you can't go back from. Like what? Like if someone's on their deathbed and they were never there for their kids, and they never did what they were supposed like to do with a parent. Raise the kid, I guess. I think. I guess you can't. Uh, yeah, I think that's that something you can't go back from. Kid, yep, it depends on the kid. What you mean? Meaning the kid might it might forgive you. You got to try. Yeah. I even if your kid forgives you i think that's something you can't go back from you failed you brought kids into this world you brought lives into this world and you let them down i think that's something you can't come back from 
Because now you on the deathbed. You can't. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, what you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Well, and you and the it's thing many is, things you can't come back to. You can't go back in the, into time. So that's years of trauma that your child probably has you, a result of well, your absence. If, if you, you can't undo. In, if you're putting in, you know, death around a corner. Of course. You have time to come back do you okay so let's say you're not on your deathbed right mm-hmm. i still think that there's certain things like that you can't come back from if you're a serial killer even if you find god you failed in life to me at, at being a human at being a decent you, human though. being to you yeah like to you killers, yeah. if you're a serial killer and now you working at wawa you're like oh <laughs> i'm winning <laughs> <laughs> I got away with killing yeah. these people. I got away or I did my jail time and they let me yeah, out. I think I there's go. some version of it that you can come back from. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think that's interesting. <laughs> what if you're just a rotten ass person on the <laughs> inside? Well, you don't know. You're just rotten, so you don't know no better. But wouldn't you consider that a failure? Looking outside, it's looking a at it? Of God for creating that person. <laughs> <laughs> A failure on his parents for <laughs> yeah, the failure yeah. on those parents. All right, that's gonna be our podcast for the day. Uh, Wait, what? We gotta leave the people with a little bit of something. Like, what I are some ways to, in we which going on to other stuff? What, what are some ways in which you think people could, in a healthy way, since participation trophies ain't it? What are ways in which think, people could be I okay think we with need failure? To reshape what this our this just the Giannis's press conference <laughs> and reshape what we deem success. Whether it's relationships, whether it's material things, whatever it is, we need to reshape what success is. Success is, first of all, you hit on something. Success is how you, well, we got to be careful with that because serial killers think success is killing people. <laughs> <laughs> they think success and is getting killing away people. With it. <laughs> uh, try not to, to let the world and society govern what you feel about yourself as a successful person in, in, in this world. Pat yourself on the back more. <laughs> yeah, pat yourself on the back more. Also, um, reshape what, what success is. Look, with like everything we talk about on this podcast, you the crazy one podcast, the purpose of it is to challenge the status quo as far as like idealism and stuff like that. And think about things um, without the mainstream agendas, right? Mm-hmm. So just try to reshape what we deem success to be without letting society, the system, determine that for us. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you have to have a house at 40. It doesn't mean you have to have be married at 30 and have kids at 30. It's all about what you feel. And, and I think one of the better things about the younger generation is they are kind of starting to do that. They want to do things the way they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, that's a good thing. Some, sometimes we can look down on and say, oh, they don't have that motivation, whatever this may be. Uh, but they are doing some things right as far as that for their own selves and their own self-esteem and their own... You know, handling their own trauma mm-hmm. and things like that, which the older generations, a lot of us fail to do. So, yeah, I think everything you said a thousand percent. I think also more on a simplistic term, we need to better understand what failure is and realize that it's a normal part of life. It's going to happen and embrace it. That's basically that way, what Giannis was saying. Yeah. And that way, <laughs> when you do fail, because we all will fail at something mm-hmm. in our lives you don't fall so deep yes. and take it on as your identity. Like yep. I think even telling kids like we're all going to fail and embracing it. Cause you can't live life yes. and not fail yep. at something. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about that. I feel like our culture, like black culture, we feel that heavier than like, 
I think we do yeah. feel. Why do we feel so? I don't we know. feel that heavier than everybody. Else? I remember because you know I haven't felt like so I haven't felt behind. like that heavy feeling of failure. Many things in my life, but it's something that stuck with me since childhood. Where I ran from a fight and my boy got beat up. Right? <laughs> I told you about this before. You did. And I was getting jumped. We was getting jumped, but still, like I felt bad. That he got he got his tooth knocked out. Right? <laughs> Never got over it. It's like people. This happens like all the time with people and stuff. People get beat up in front of their girls and run. Whatever, all this kind of stuff. Like white people, they get over. It. Like they, they'll like be punks in front of their girls and stuff. And their girls like they'll get beat up. That's because we don't let shit go. Yeah, and it's like I wish I didn't have that. Because if that boy saw then, then, you with his tooth knocked out, he's like, <laughs> the first thing he would bring up is that time he you did. ran. Like, he, he nobody did. thought about it. Even uh, a bull who, one of the bulls, I saw him like a, a few years later by himself. And I was like, oh, I was walking, he was, he was at the bus stop. And I was getting pepped up like he was by himself and wasn't with the other bulls. And he's like, yo, what's up, man? <laughs> so I was like, it just brought the like, angry stuff down. I was like, yo, what's up? And it was just like, that's it. Like, nobody think about this but me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I was a kid. I was like, 11 years old or something like that. Aww, baby. <laughs> Into adulthood. It's like, why do we carry stuff that much? Mm-hmm. It, like, it's like black people do. Especially men. And that's something. We'll, we'll get that, into that yeah. another, another, this yeah. another podcast time. I think the women don't understand that about us. We got all this nah, stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if some of it has to do because of our history and because society then turned around and labeled us as failures in so many ways. We have certain things that we really hold on to that it's like, okay, we're not failure in this. And we have so much to catch up on. Like, we're 400 year plus years behind white people in this country. Yeah, and I wonder. many things to worry about. I mean, that's, that's probably yeah. it, too. Like, think of the things that we really do hold on to. Like, black people, I think, really value themselves when it comes to family values and stuff. Like, that's something we hold on to. And so... Do you think most people? Yeah, I think so. What? So therefore, if you feel like you failed or didn't succeed when it comes to certain family values, being decent people, stuff like that, like supporting your community. I think white people got that too, though. I think white people care more about like building the family structure than we do. I think some of them care more about <laughs> the you facade of building like, I just a came family for, like, structure. My, my, my high school reunion, they all like got families and kids. And it's like, that don't mean that you really are putting in a lot. I've seen. Well, no, no, I'm talking about that surface part, like staying. Yeah, this like, on the like, surface like still, level, they stay married, and they may be they may be fucked up in their marriage, but they stay married so that the kids. I don't think that's a success. They do. No, I'm 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 not saying it's necessarily success either. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm just saying that they care more about that the surface level keeping a family unit together than black families do. That's statistically true. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll separate. We'll still be there for our children, but we'll be separated and stuff. Like, they'll yeah. still live in the same household and try to keep the marriage together and stuff like that. Yeah. We do. But we also saw statistics that showed that black fathers, even if they don't live in a home, no, tend to be that. more like, present well, in still their kids' lives. I'm yeah. talking about just the oh. surface level yeah. appearance of the family. I guess I don't care about that because a facade, like who cares about a facade? That ain't shit. I could put on a facade of smelling good, but then you lift my armpits up <laughs> and I look nice and yeah, underneath well, I mean, you smell not- must. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you going off on a tangent. No, I'm just You're saying. You're going off on a tangent. No, I'm just saying like a facade means nothing. Because typically the reason for a facade is because the inside is up? something that's broken. You said we care more about what? I'm just saying that there's certain values that I think we pride ourselves on as black people. And that matter a lot to us. And I do more feel like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, clearly. That's why we burden with it. 
And I think that's why it's stuff that sticks with us that it's hard for us to get over. Yeah, for black Like you're supposed to be there for your boys. Yeah, you're supposed to be tough. So the fact that you (laughs) ran away and let your boy get his teeth knocked off. like a little bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's scurried. Hey, I got to the point where like I'll die now. Like I'll be be against a hundred dudes and I'll die just (laughs) because Just that one Just to prove a point to yourself. Yeah. And to me, you succeeded because you didn't get your tooth knocked out. <laughs> yeah, the other people look at it like that, right? Like, just people who will look it's at half, it. It's like half half people yeah. think of that, half people think you a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard he had a gun. Like, one of the dudes had a gun and stuff oh, like that. Oh, hell yeah. no. I would run, too. He was like, yeah, we about to whoop your ass. He looked up the block. <laughs> <laughs> All I see is your hoodie. <laughs> Because <laughs> you the fuck out. Yeah, jumping was getting jumped wasn't my thing. <laughs> wasn't your thing. Anyway. All right, so that's gonna be our podcast for today. Contribute to this podcast. Help us grow by going to patreon.com, p a t r e o n dot com backslash tajiakib t a j i a q i b or just go to tajiakib there's a cash app there, and then there's a Patreon, which you can contribute as little as a dollar a month to uh, keep us up and running. And you can just do a one-time amount at cash app. Like I said, tajiakib.com. Everything is there that is you know, under my brand, including this podcast and you know, music, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, T-A-J-I-A-Q-I-B.com. Yeah, so we out. Taji peace Akib, out. Shantae, Dane, peace. Make sure y'all out there doing good stuff. <laughs> doing You're good not stuff. a failure. What's a motto? I forgot my motto. If you ain't, oh, if you ain't the crazy one, that means you probably the crazy one. I could probably say it better. Yeah. <laughs> I got to reconfigure. I'll say that. All right, peace, y'all. Bye, y'all. Yeah. Wow, these questions. Some say I'm too outspoken, time to be on some other bitch Cancer shit, scared to quote it, bloggers don't wanna publish it Brandon be that for the token, y'all dudes be on some rubbish shit Trying to get that all in the open, on the table for expunging it I'm see shunning it, fuck it, either way they ain't touching it Either way, all I want is scholarly pundits discussing it I'm the hub of the mothership, but don't budge unless I budget it Take orders from no man, I do what the hell I want with it Y'all skate the lines, I rape the line Busting it, erase the line, draw it over and sign it So next time you know who create the lines Display the lies, they try to twist it and say it's Satanized Now I'm busy trying to twist it back around until it's stabilized